Yeah, talk about weird PC issues. I have I have a really weird PC PC issue as well, where when I start up my gaming PC, it sometimes doesn't either see the USB mouse or the USB keyboard, and I have to like unplug them and replug them. But it's random oh, which wow. one it does, and and sometimes it's also completely fine. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the there's some kind of like USB power issue or something like that. It's just like just teetering on the edge of like not being able to run all of your USB devices or something. Yeah, but if I if I replug it, then everything's fine and it works one hundred percent. Very I odd. Have a similar issue because I have two stream decks currently plugged in, mm. and and the small one kind of has this thing because sometimes it's not powered at all. Right mm. now it's powered, but it has that Elgato screensaver thingy mm. on, and no mm-hmm. button works. And when I replug it it realizes, oh, wait, I'm supposed to work normally and loads my profile. And then it's fine. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, at first it was just the mouse doing it, and I thought, oh, maybe it's because it's plugged into a USB hub. But it's a powered USB mm. hub, so it shouldn't be, like, it's, it's, it's oh, mains powered, right. so it's not yeah. that bad. But the keyboard isn't yeah, plugged that's... into that, so I don't know. <laughs> Weird. That's so bizarre. Yeah. T- I mean, I've got an issue that isn't, like, a PC issue, but I've got, a, like, a software issue where... In OBS, I have one collection for all of my stream stuff, but I have a duplicate ghost copy of that that doesn't <laughs> exist in OBS, but is accessible through the stream deck and will randomly load itself in. And it has all of these like really outdated scenes that I just don't have anymore. Um, yeah, it's it was so bizarre. Yeah, and it was, and it's reset itself in the middle of stream before. I was gonna say I was there when it happened last time, and it's so funky. Like, what the heck? How does that even happen? I have no idea. It is like proper ghost in the machine sort of stuff. Like, like there is nothing in OBS, and I have like uninstalled and reinstalled OBS multiple times since, and it just exists in the backup because I don't want to start from scratch mm. because mm. that would be hours and hours and hours of work. Yeah, but it must exist somewhere in the background data that just isn't accessible through normal pathways i suppose but it is still there and somehow stream deck is able to tap into the ethereal realm and (laughs) it's just it's just super bizarre that that is super bizarre but you know what is not super bizarre or maybe it is Mm, you decide. Uh, this week's episode of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. Welcome. This is episode 76. We're recording this on the 29th of June. This is airing on the 2nd of July. Welcome to summer. That means uh, almost uh, more than half of the year is already over. And uh, I'm FG. I'm currently hosting, or today hosting, I should say. And I'm here with Drongo and Kiri. Good morning. Kiri, how are you doing today? Good morning. I'm all right. I'm a bit nervous and anxious because conventions are starting and going to be very busy this weekend. Also, sad Kiri noises because summer. Yeah. (laughs) But the further we get through summer, the closer Christmas is, right? That is correct. But also our vacation. Don't forget about that. Oh my God, yes. That's coming first. Two months. This is insane. I don't know how, when, why, (laughs) what. It's bonkers. Ah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Uh, how are you, Drongo? 
<laughs> I'm good. Um, I'm making happy Drongo noises because winter. So yay for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course, of course, oh. yeah. Of That's course, of course, it's winter in Austria right now. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, oh. no. Um, yeah, God. I wanted to to throw that out there just, you know, to yeah. make sure that we're including the whole globe, not just speaking from a northern hemisphere perspective. You're absolutely right, though. Yeah, you rightly sh- or you, you, you should. Rightly so. That's a good point. I mean, there are more of us than of you, but still, you should talk about it regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Definitely talk about it. I always want to hear about winter. I just want to hear yeah. about, like, places that I haven't been to. I mean, know? that too, Yes. Because I, like, love exploring places that I haven't been to. And if I can't get there, then, like, having people talk about their experiences there is, like, the next best thing, basically. What places have you been to, FG? Um, So I've never been to the Southern Hemisphere. But I've been to uh, four continents. So I've been to America, North America, obviously Europe, uh, North Africa, Mm -hmm. and then Asia. I've traveled wow. quite extensively, but I've never made it uh, b- below the equator somehow yet, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> Soon, TM, hopefully. Yeah, like I was. Where maybe... do you want to go then on the Southern Hemisphere? I want to go to Australia. I want to go to New Zealand. Right. And South America would also be really cool, I think. Yeah, South America is somewhere that I'd really love to go to. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I've. I've uh sorry australia but like uh, like 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 most of the globe i got pulled into new new zealand because of like lord of the rings and stuff but it's Mm -hmm. also just like because it's it looks so similar but also not to like the uk i don't know it's just new zealand is just this weird place and there's just really cool stuff there that's so different still like it's same but different i don't know it's yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, I don't know, maybe next year, I don't know. Um, that would be cool. Like maybe I'll treat myself for my like big birthday. Cuz yeah. mm-hmm. I got a big birthday next year. Don't know yet though. Maybe. Maybe, wow. maybe, maybe. Depends. Uh, I mean, New Zealand is a beautiful country. It's definitely worth going to. Yeah. And it does have a uh, a climate that is not dissimilar from the UK. It is quite often you know fairly cloudy and a little bit rainy yeah I mean, depending on where you are of course yeah. you know it is a, a fairly long island i suppose but yeah it is a it is a very beautiful very beautiful country yeah yeah absolutely like yeah hope, hopefully i get to go someday that would be great but i don't know i did i, I talked to kiri about this already i did my taxes yesterday so i don't well i haven't done them yet because i still need to tally my expenses but ouch <laughs> So, so maybe notification mm. next year from me. <laughs> I'm see. in the midst of doing that exact thing at the moment myself. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've tallied the income. I've not tallied the expenses yet. And uh, I, th- yeah. this this year is one of those years where I have to pull out every single trick, like get the heating bill and the electricity bill and all of that involved. <laughs> <laughs> which to be fair it's not a trick i mean that's legit right because i'm working from home but still yeah that is uh that's definitely a thing that's coming up but yeah yeah we have like less than 80 days maybe till our vacation which is insane where's the time gone wow Mm. yeah this is flying by it's crazy so for all of the listeners out there where where are you going on your vacation good point 
So in 71 days, because I just, just checked, I've got a chapel, come on and just use it. 71? <laughs> um, 71 days. Last time yeah. I checked, it was like That's 86. nearly two months. Yeah, no, it's, it's very close. Shortly coming up. Um, FG, her husband Lex, uh, Mystery, my husband, and I were going to Japan together for three weeks. And we've got a whole journey booked of like just, so we're going to start in Tokyo and then we're going to go to all the places that she can tell you about and then we're going to end up in Tokyo again. <laughs> and go to Tokyo Game Show as well. Because just that just so happens to be when we're there. Yeah. It's amazing. It's going to be amazing, so yeah. Cool. Yes, I can't wait. Yeah, we're going to Tokyo. We're hitting up Kyoto and yeah, Kyoto, Osaka, Kobe region. We're, we're taking a detour to like this this tiny onsen town in the middle to like chill, take like a weekend to just chill and just, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like I've been to Japan before, so we're going to go hit up some places that we haven't, that I have been to before, but I don't mind seeing again um, at all. And then, um, yeah, we're doing like at the end, we do a week in Tokyo where we'll just do all the Tokyo things and do like the shopping and, you know, all those things. And I, ah, oh, it's going to be amazing. Can't wait. I'm so excited. Like the closer it gets, the more excited I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm like one of those weird people that I am, if it's not immediately happening to me, I don't really get excited for stuff. Mm. I usually get anxious more than I get excited. Oh, no. And then it's not until I'm like actually, usually when I'm at the airport is the moment where I'm like, oh, I'm actually a little bit excited now. When mm. at, and more specifically when I'm at the gate, because yeah. until I'm at the gate and I know I'm not missing anything, mm. I'm anxious. Yes. And then I'm like, okay, all right, everything's fine. I can let myself be excited now. Yeah. Do you definitely describe my anxiety state as well? For sure. <laughs> like 100%. And like, I, like, it's still so far away that the anxiety hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, as soon as I start traveling, so I leave the house, that's when my anxiety kind of, like, starts dissipating. But it'll ramp up, mm-hmm. like, the week before. But the thing is, it, it helps that I'm not by myself. So, sure. yeah, yeah, that that helps. Absolutely. Like just- I think for me, I, I get more anxious when I'm traveling with other people because it's it's no longer just me and my experience on the line. It's everybody else's. Oh, oh no. I mean, like, the backup. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, because for me, that, that it helps to have other people there because then you can brainstorm in case something goes wrong and it's not just on mm. you. That's fair. Yeah. I, I have had some harrowing. No, no, it's not really harrowing traveling expenses, but like I I had this whole trip plan. Um, not trip, it was for an excavation to go to England for like four weeks. And it was all like planned because like I had to take a train to the airport, then take the plane, then take a bus, meet a random stranger at this bus station in the middle of nowhere in Devon, because this was another volunteer from the excavation that I don't ha- didn't have the phone number of. So I had to be on that plane, on the bus to Devon, to meet that person, because otherwise I would have not been able to contact anybody and tell them, um, stuff is not happening. And then German trains being German trains. Uh, obviously, the train was delayed, um, because there was apparently somebody like on the train tracks. So they had to stop 
Uh, then we pulled back into the station and the time just kept ticking and ticking and ticking. And like, it was like an hour later and the train still hadn't moved. And then there were these random people that were also going to the airport in Dusseldorf that I needed to get to. And they were like, okay, now we're going to call our friends. Um, they're going to pick us up. And then I just, I just did the thing. Like normally I would never do this, but I went like, I need to go to the airport to, can I please come with you in your car, random strangers? <laughs> they were like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so I just ride in this car with these random strangers. And um, yeah, I made my plane. And I was Amazing. only half an hour later to the airport than I would have been with the, taking the train. So in the end, it worked oh, out. Wow. But, but it was so because I had to like, you know, if I don't know. If if I had been like if if I would have been picked up at the airport in England that would have been fine but because I had to like then take also like a five hour train uh, a bus ride to Devon to this like random tiny town where this National Express bus was stopping to get picked up by somebody that I didn't have the phone number for yeah <laughs> I, was like, I have to be on this plane <laughs> anxiety inducing yeah that was stressful holy that was very stressful. But it was also a very good excavation. It was very good. I lived at a tent for four weeks. It was weird, but good experience. You know, oh. you know, yeah, it's really weird when you're in a tent for four weeks and then you go back into a house and you're like, oh, yeah, normal walls don't move. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds you get, so strange. <laughs> yeah, but you get so I, used to it after being just in a tent uh, all the time. But it was in the yeah. middle of summer, so it was like, you know, it wasn't like cold or anything. It was really good, actually. I also find the the thing with like when you're in a tent for a really long time, you're always up early because as soon as the sun comes up, it immediately starts heating up. Yeah, and yeah. it usually takes like a, maybe like hour at a mo at the most from like sunrise to actually being like uncomfortably warm in there. So you're always like up shortly after dawn. Yeah. Just to yeah. just because otherwise it gets uncomfortable in there and you're just like, okay, we're gonna get out of here and actually start our day. Yeah, to be I'm somebody yeah. who usually loves to sleep in, mm. so it's a it's a big change. Yeah, no but to be fair, we had um obviously it was it was an excavation, so it wasn't a vacation. So we had five days of work. I had mm -hmm. two days off, but um we were right next to the ocean so uh if you got up early you could swim in the ocean before oh, in the morning so that was really nice yeah it was really cool it was really really cool that's cool yeah I was we used to go camping down uh at the coast all the time uh, usually over the easter weekend easter long weekend was very popular mm. we'd go down there pack the surfboards pack the tents and it was uh yeah camp right on the beach and it was just yeah it was amazing god that sounds awesome camping. I like camping too. It's fun. Yeah. It's just really chill. It's like like a good way to disconnect from things. For sure. Like like not being like cause, so this was in like 2011. So I had internet and stuff at home, but nobody had smartphones yet. So I like disconnected from the internet for like 4 weeks. That was something else. <laughs> Haven't done that since then. <laughs> yeah, that's a strange thought. <laughs> yep. Yep, definitely. But uh, I think uh, uh, it is it is probably time that we talk about games and what we've been playing. So we're going to take a super duper short break and we'll be right back. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about games. Mm -hmm. 
and welcome back to the 76th episode of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. It's just me, just me, still me, that's what I was going to say, FG, Kiri, and Drongo. And Drongo is going to tell us all about uh, Total War Warhammer 3 and the new DLC that just came out. Yeah, so they released a new DLC for it. I think it was about last month now, actually. But I'm so I'm a little bit behind the curve. But they released the Forge of the Chaos Dwarves DLC, and it introduces a new faction with a whole bunch of really in-depth new mechanics, uh, some new units, some new um, uh, legendary lords as well that you can play as. And so I jumped in for that for the first time. I've played a lot of Total War games and I've played a lot of the Warhammer series of them specifically. And uh, it was good. It's more of the same good stuff. And one of the things that I do really like about the way that they set out the DLCs and the new factions and the new legendary lords is that they always go above and beyond to introduce really really unique and very characterful um mechanics and the way they actually play that is very much different from any other faction and i think that's something that a lot of people probably don't appreciate how difficult it must be for them to properly balance and you know admittedly there's probably some players out there that are listening to this who are familiar going oh well actually you know this is kind of broken or this is pretty (laughs) op but in general even being able to get them within a certain amount of parity and having them somewhat balanced while still having extremely different uh methods of economy and unit generation and uh different uh unit types and combat styles and still managing to have a game that works well together is something that is honestly really really impressive and uh it is a pretty expensive dlc i have to admit but it it was good i did enjoy it um the the new maps as well the new battle maps the new siege areas the cities are really nicely done as usual. There was a couple of little blemishes that I did notice in the actual map generation, which is a little bit of out of character for the creative assembly team. Normally they are like really, really detailed oriented with their map uh, generation, but there's a few little, a few little blips. But beyond that, that was the only kind of thing that I picked up on. It is just, yeah, if you like those games, it's probably worth picking up the DLC. If it's a bit too expensive at the moment, maybe pick it up on sale uh, would be my recommendation. But yeah, it's good. On that note, yeah, good point. I mean, I don't know if it's, it'll be on sale because it's a new DLC, right? But um, Steam mm. Summer Sale starting today. Yep. So uh, I had completely repressed that knowledge. Protect your wallets. Wallet yeah, rip, rip everybody's wallets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, you know... Might be a good time to pick up Total Warhammer 3 because it is a really good game, at least if you don't have that mm. yet. <laughs> or other things. Absolutely. You I know. Mean, <laughs> oh, sorry. Nope. Okay. You, you're good to go. Oh, I was just going to say, it, it is even without the DLCs, it's still absolutely worth picking up, even if you just get the base game. It is really, really uh, well worth playing. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's not necessarily like the Warhammer, like the Total War games are not quite for me, but... Um, like the the battle bit is not quite for me like the overworld stuff i really enjoy and like taking that and like having to like 
manage it at all. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely a good one, especially if you like Warhammer, of course. Okay. Right. Wow, sorry, my voice. <laughs> I've got a question about the about the DLC. Do you just play the the campaign that was already in the game, and you can now pick the dwarves, or is there is um, something different I, about the whole campaign? I don't know. So I actually didn't play the uh, the normal campaign, like the one that we did together. Mm-hmm. I did the Immortal Empires campaign, ah. which is more freeform and less uh, like time restricted and and time gated, I suppose, in certain aspects of it. And so I'm not actually a hundred percent sure. I think it is an option to play it within that format again, but they have made the Immortal Empires now available to everybody, even if you don't have any of the DLCs or the previous games, which wasn't the case in the past i believe so that's great um, yeah it, it's it, you now have the option to kind of just take things at your own pace and build up your empire at your own pace which is something that i personally really like that's the play style that i really uh enjoy yeah sweet cool that's awesome options like adding like free options and variety is always cool when devs do that absolutely all right, talking about not variety now. Just kidding. I'm just I'm just poking fun at Kiri here. Tell us more. How's Diablo Four going for you? Is it still fun? <laughs> Are you still like, give me more, let me play, or as it oh, is it absolutely. slowly? Oh, still okay, cool. No, nice. I I love it. Uh, to be fair, there's some content and game content that is not the best, and they could definitely tweak that and make it more exciting. Mm. But I still love it, and I don't want to play anything else. <laughs> nice nothing even though there's other cool games and i did play something else i'm going to talk about later but um basically what i've been doing is i just stream diablo 4 unless somebody sponsored me to play something else so it's like if you want me to play something else pay me for it because i don't want to but it's it's amazing i love it i've got my main character the barbarian uh, on 63 now max is mm. 100 I've got, uh, wow. and, and that's the one that I stream. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that one, at least I've seen endgame content. The world bosses are super cool. The story is great because now I've played a bit of the story and it's still not done um, because I only play that with my second character that I play with Mystery Offstream. And that's a 48 or 49 druid now. And there we're really taking the time to experience the game at I don't want to say as it was intended because there's lots of people just skipping the campaign to get mm. to the end faster. But it's Blizzard cinematics. The story is incredible. And and then there's lots of side quest chains that give you more lore about the world as well, about the background. And there's so many references to the old games, to Diablo 1, to Diablo 2. And it's just, it makes me so happy when I stumble across an area, an NPC, just a tidbit of information from what I remember from the old games. There's nice. Lots of, well, fan service, I guess, then. I suppose that'd be fan service. Yeah, also just world building and lore building yeah. and that sort of stuff, right? Because yeah, yeah kind of have to tie all the stories together in a way. I think it's obviously they're coherent in that, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. No, I'm, I'm so glad it's... that you're still enjoying it. I'm so oh, jealous. Yeah. I want I'm... a game like that too. And it's just I'm like, going to enjoy oh. that for such a long time because the, the first <laughs> season is about to start in, I don't know, two, three weeks-ish. 
Mm. And it, I'm, I'm happy to start over with a new character. I'm just, <laughs> honestly, I, I love it. It's great. Nice. That's awesome. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm, 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 I'm so happy and excited for you Thank that you. you get to like dive into a game like that. Uh, it's been a long time for me since I was that excited about a game and really mm. couldn't um, put it down again. That's awesome. I love that for you. Yeah, Thank I, you. I, I, I have enjoyed, even though I'm not like a Diablo. Uh, enjoyer myself like firsthand at least mm. i have really enjoyed watching your uh diablo streams and the enthusiasm that you have for oh, it it's you. been good <laughs> yeah it's it shows like i have so much more fun streaming this and then it's absolutely people enjoy watching that too because i'm enjoying myself it's great yeah exactly yeah there, there is there is people can tell yeah if the streamer absolutely. isn't quite like or if it if the streamer is not enjoying themselves or rather, if the streamer is really enjoying themselves, right? Like they can tell. It's yes. yeah, and it just makes for really uh, awesome content for sure. Okay, um, talking about games full of references, I'm not gonna. Well, there's not really too much of a story to spoil, but like I earlier this week I played Kingdom Eighties, which is the newest game in the Kingdom series, which is a uh, side-scrolling 2D, um, base wave, wave defense, yeah. yeah, kind of game where you have to like balance your resources versus like pushing out on the map, getting to your objective versus defending your base from the from the enemy waves, I suppose. And um, they've put out several games, and they are all been more like fantasy inspired. So um, you you know you're riding like a horse, and you have like you know your normal arches, and you've you've or like historically inspired, I don't know. You're like a king on a horse with a crown and stuff like that. But um, they uh, released Kingdom 80s this week, uh, which is set in the 1980s. So it's basically sort of Stranger Things meets Kingdom in a way, because um, you play like you you are still the leader. You're not the king. You're just the leader and um your like commanders or whatever are other teens and your biker it's not really a gang like you're not like mean or anything like that but you're like teenagers running r riding around on bikes in the 80s and um you start off at like the first map is like summer camp you start off there and you recruit kids to like uh fight because you still fight the greed which is the enemy and you still get coins from like chopping down trees and doing things but then like instead of like doing work the kids do chores and they generate money for you like that and it's just it's just like chock full of like references to the 80s and it has like this really nice uh synthwave soundtrack and um it's not like the longest kingdom game so i played it on normal it took me about nine hours to beat in total i think but that was obviously with streaming it so taking breaks and stuff like that but i'll play it also on normal like there's more difficulties like higher difficulties than that but i don't know it was just it was it was just a really good ride like it felt like playing or like experiencing one of those like sort of you know overcoming obstacle stories from the 80s so like like sort of stranger things or maybe like the goonies or anything like that and um it's just chock full of references like one one map has like um you know like the jason ma mask and the machete mm -hmm. and the coat 
and you can like when you go to the mall level there's like um lots of posters and it's like et and indiana jones obviously like not like written out as et but you can like make it out in the pixel art or or there's mm. um there is a junkyard um section where there's ecto one so the car from ghostbusters there's the A-Team uh, van. You can get a toy car version later on as a mount of the DeLorean. <laughs> and just <laughs> just things like that. And it's just, I don't know. That's cool. It's, uh, it's, it's just really, it was really, it, in a way it was really nostalgic as a, like, as an 80s kid for me, it was really nostalgic because it, it referenced all those movies and the shows that I saw when I was like, you know, five, six, seven years old. That oh, was really really nice. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a really good playthrough. I yeah, and obviously like just like all the other Kingdom games, absolutely gorgeous pixel art. Yeah, yeah. As as per usual, that, that sounds very very funny. And it was I, I good. Will yeah, actually try that out next week. Yeah, yeah. I recommend it. It's good. It does have unfortunately screen shake that you can't turn off when Classic. the big mm. the big. It, it doesn't happen much. It's just when mm -hmm. the big enemies smash your barricades, it screen shakes. And um, the camera sometimes, like, like when you, it, it has, in certain, on certain maps, it has, like, smooth camera adjusting where it then, like, slowly pans over to center on the character. Mm -hmm. But you can, like, somewhat correct it by just turning the bike around again. It's really odd. But, okay. like, yeah, it, so it's not 100% simulation sickness accessible unfortunately like yeah. but it's it it's not so it doesn't happen so often that i i was like oh my god this sucks or like i i feel sick or anything like that so hopefully it'll be fine for you as well the nostalgia was bigger than the issues with simulation sickness yeah yeah also also what i would definitely highly recommend for you though is to go to the menu, main menu setting and zoom out as fast as far as possible because if you don't, there is there is some parallax scrolling going on. And of course, at the bottom, they have the river, which reflects everything. So if you zoomed in, that's a bit much. I had to zoom out to max distance for that to not be an issue. All right, I'll do that. Thank you. But yeah, besides that. Did you that, play with keyboard or controller? I actually play it with, mouse, uh, with, with keyboard. Mm -hmm. You can play it with controller, though. Definitely. You can do both. I just yeah, started I just on keyboard. Maybe one is better for simulation sickness friendliness. Not sure. Probably controller, because because as we've both like noticed, it's smoother, right? The sm smooth cam is not as big of an issue when you play with a controller than yeah, compared exactly. to keyboard and mouse. It's really odd, but I guess somebody actually in my chat we were oh, I don't know was that you when we talked about it I don't know somebody said like it makes sense because with a with a thumbstick you yeah, can that was me that was you yeah you can ramp up walking right and stopping yeah. so it it feels a bit more natural rather than the keyboard where it's just like go or no go so exactly yeah i just recently yeah, realized gotcha. that i didn't know that before really it's a good point was, though yeah i was playing one of the steam demos i think and and then i noticed that mm. yeah it's a really good point though definitely 100 all right um i have heard some people talk about this and I couldn't play it because for me on my machine, it just crashes straight to desktop. Like, I, I don't know. It must be something with the AMD drivers and something that must have gone wrong when it installed into my registry and I can't be bothered to fix it. Um, so a little bit of a fair warning there. For me, the game just crashes straight to desktop. Um, what did you think, Drongo, about Station to Station? I thought it was really fun. Mm. I 
the overall aesthetic of it and the art style that they've used, which is almost like a a oh my god, uh, voxel, voxel based, yeah, voxel, voxel, yeah, yeah, voxel art style. They have absolutely nailed it. Like for what it's trying to be, they have executed it perfectly. the The gameplay is is satisfying without being like overly complex and like nitty picky uh nit nitpicky like the the station to station to explain is a um a train transport game that kind of is a bit of a puzzler because it has uh like a card mechanic and certain objectives that you need to try and complete so you are working towards something in you know specifically generated maps and scenarios and you need to then build train tracks between different resources to build things up and you need to you know accrue income through doing that and a lot of those sorts of games where there's a lot of um different pieces to make the infrastructure like infrastructure heavy games like factorio are not something that are my jam because they are a little bit too kind of focused on just managing a supply chain and i'm just like uh, it's too much for me but this kind of is very much in the realm of like very casual more puzzler um aspect of that same sort of genre and um it's you know it's pretty simple at least from the demo i played which has three missions in it um but for what it is trying to be it, they've absolutely nailed it in my opinion like it is it is just really fun the aesthetic is great. The music is lovely. It's just mm, chef's kiss. Beautiful. Awesome. I, I agree with that, yeah. Because I also played it. Mm -hmm. Although, full disclosure, I was sponsored to check it out because otherwise I probably wouldn't have touched it because train games and <laughs> transportation routes, they always break my brain. But <laughs> it's, it's true. I just can't think that way. I don't know. But at least the first three levels were, were simple enough. So I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mm -hmm. The challenges Drongo talked about, they are optional, so you don't have to do them. And if you mm. don't, then it's really easy. If you're going for the challenges, like the one, I don't remember now, but there's two per level. And one of them for the third level was really, really difficult. Um, I failed that. Mm. Yeah, I think I failed that as well. Yeah. So it does get challenging if you want it to be. Um, I would assume there will be achievements for it, so I kind of will have to do those. Mm. But they're they're probably going to break <laughs> my brain. But as Jongo said, it's gorgeous. The music is great. It it's just fun to play, and I also experiment because then I ended up uh, min maxing the transportation routes, um, and I put a station like half off a mountain, and it works though. It was really funny because mm -hmm. <laughs> the longer they are, the more expensive they are. So I, I thought, mm. all right, I'm gonna save money because there was a challenge for don't spend, I don't know, over. I'm not just gonna say number five hundred mm. uh, coins. So I tried to shorten the routes by just putting the stations as far away from the building that I could, and then sometimes that was like half off the mountain. <laughs> nice. Super funny. Awesome. Good, yeah. good game. Oh, good demo. Mm. Yeah, I really, I really, really hope that whatever's wrong with the demo, um, it doesn't translate to the main game for me. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I probably have to like. It, it feels almost like you know the the issue that Jess had with the uh, with the game that she played recently, where she had to like go into her registry and fix stuff. It mm -hmm. almost feels like I I'll have to do that. I don't know. Um, 
which is a bit sad. But hopefully, I don't know, maybe maybe the, the, the actual full build will be different than the demo and I can actually play it or something. I don't know. I don't know what went wrong there because it just, like, it, it crashes, but it also doesn't crash. Like, I get, I get the pop-up from, like, I think Unity is the engine, and it says, like, uh, the game has crashed, but I can still actually interact in the game and, like, fiddle around with a menu and actually it only oh, then crashes when I s- try to start a map. <laughs> it's oh. Oh, yeah, right. talking about haunted and ghosts in the machines, right? Like, yeah, very odd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very, very odd. I've never had that with a game before. So yeah, hopefully I get to experience it as well. Because I agree, like voxel art is just, if you do it right, it's just so gorgeous. And Station to Station does Absolutely. definitely do it right. Yeah. I've I've definitely seen games that have used voxel art and I've just been kind of indifferent about it, but this is one of those games where I think they've really, really nailed the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, another one that, that has done really great with voxel-based uh, art is Clout Punk, in my opinion. It looks really, really cool. And I can't wait for the heckin' live sim to take place in the same city that Cloud Punk t- uh, plays in. Oh, can't wait for Novalis. But that's just me, just rambling. <laughs> um <laughs> All right, Kiri, you yeah. gave in um, to your chat requesting it. And I'm actually really yes. glad you did because I want to hear more. Because this is a game that was announced, gosh, I want to say last, not E3, not this year, but like 2022, not E3, or maybe 2021. I don't know. Um, and everybody was kind of like excited for it. But now that it's out, I I didn't see many channels play it at all. So how is Aliens Dark Descent? Tell me more. Yes, I liked it a lot, actually. Um, So it's in the Aliens universe. Apparently it plays after the third movie, I think my chat told me. And it's it's a real-time strategy game. But imagine XCOM, but real time. Because mm-hmm. you have you have this hub world, and there you do some research, you unlock some new weapons, you repair the ship because you don't want to. You've got to repair a ship, mm-hmm. um, and then you manage your team. So you pick a team for a mission. You you can rename them as well. You can equip them, and then you head out on a mission, and. It's really well done because the game is hard. And there's actually a disclaimer after you pick a difficulty saying that this is really hard. (laughs) Could have told me that before, but it's all right. Um, And you head out to a mission and there you've got several objectives. And I was playing. So you first there's a prologue, which was very scary, by the way. Holy, it started me so many times. After that, after that, it gets better. Mm. Um, Maybe because in the prologue you run around as one person and then you have a squad because it's then squad-based. Mm. You control the squad at the same time. So you can't just say, this person goes over here, that person goes over there. It's just, squad goes here, does this. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, about the squad, it's really cool because you have a flashlight to just get a better look at things. And you... You point your mouse cursor as flashlight um, in one direction, and then the closest person to your mouse cursor will use the flashlight. And then you move the mouse cursor over your squad to the other side, basically, and the first person will turn off the flashlight 
and the other person closest to the cursor will use it. And I found oh, that so cool. impressive. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. No, I get it. I get what you mean. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, that's, yeah. that It's, like, so not necessary that they did that, but it's cool. Yeah, like, it is really cool. It's, it's, it makes a very... I felt like I was in a movie because it's also rather long cutscenes, actually. Mm. Um, and I felt like I, it's kind of an interactable movie. And, oh, yeah, was, what I was going to say is that the missions are really long because I was playing the prologue, finished, and then the first mission. I'm, I'm playing that first mission for one and a half hours and I'm still not done with it. And there are so many objectives that I don't, I've got to do. Um, and then when aliens find you, you're being hunted for a certain time. And that progresses a timer, kind of. Mm. And then you move from difficulties up. So you start it easy. And then if you're being hunted for, I don't know, a long time or several times, suddenly it becomes medium difficulty because the aliens know you're here somewhere so they send out more aliens and i i realized that you can actually extract your squad back to the base and then come back a different time so everything you've done in the mission is saved everything you've acquired the materials the i don't know collectibles and stuff people maybe that you've rescued you bring them back to the ship um and then you have to pass a day because you can only do one mission a day and then you can head out again and continue where you left off, and the difficulty will be reduced again to easy. Mm, that's and that cool. is such I like a that. neat idea. Yeah. Because I feel like, oh my gosh, this mission takes forever. I'm never going to be able to finish it. It's going to be on super hard, and I'll get swarmed, and I just die. But no, you could just do whatever you can, extract the squad, come back a later day, and make your way through the story. So there's several missions. I don't know how many. But after coming back from the first mission, I re-unlock the second one. But I want to go back to the first one to just finish that. Mm. It's really well made. And and I like it. You've got this... So you run around with your squad. And then when you want to use skills, you can either have it in the settings so that once you open that skill menu, it pauses the game completely, which is great for streaming it, mm. <laughs> being distracted. Or you can have it on slow-mo to make it even harder. So that the aliens will still very slowly run towards you. And, but yeah, it's fun. We've got different weapons, like a shotgun. You can use suppression fire, grenades, flares. And you unlock more as you progress and gather materials to then unlock that back of the ship. Cool. I, I really like it. I'm surprised not more people are playing it. But then I yeah. had trouble playing it because I wanted to play Diablo. But I do not regret this. Like, this was good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, everybody was, like, super excited when it when it was announced. And then, like, I think it's because they just kind of... It was almost feels like a shadow drop. Like, there was not much promo going on, I feel like, for this. And then it just came out. And, like, yeah. I, I know one big streamer who played it, and that's it. Mm-hmm um yeah right yeah don't know. It's, it's definitely worth checking out if you're into real-time strategy mm. um and but yeah i think think xcom more like age of empires for the for the real time mm. but yeah good yeah it looks really cool but now that you said that there are so many like cutscenes and stuff like that i'm not sure if i want to play it because i don't get many nightmares but the one thing that gives me nightmares is like alien horror oh <laughs> sorry yeah you, you don't want that i don't know then it's not for you 
<laughs> but it looks really cool. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was forced once upon a time to play Alien Isolation. <laughs> mm. I could not finish that game. I could oh, wow, not yeah. do it. <laughs> nope. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I hope more people um pick it up because it I watched um uh PTT play a little bit part time trigger on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. And it looks really, 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 really cool. So I hopefully hopefully this is not a bust for them because it looks really well made and everything. It's just for some reason, I don't know, it kind of fell through the cracks, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't sucks. know why. For a, for a game yes. that's well made. Yeah, I think it is. Mm. Well, more aliens in space. I uh, finally finished uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor yesterday. Um, yay. Yay, yeah, yeah. I uh, I streamed my entire playthrough, which is a very unusual fare for my channel, kind of really, because I don't really play, or rather, I used to not play that many story games. I'm more known for like simulation management strategy type stuff. Um, but I've kind of like 2023 is like, I think the year that FG has fallen back in love with RPGs. And I've just been playing RPGs left, right, and center. So I played this on stream, uh, even though it like wrecked my viewer numbers, but I was just like, I'm just enjoying myself. I'm going to play this, whatever. Um, and I finally finished uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, I played, well, when I say finished, I mean, I played through the story. I There was still so much to unlock and scan and learn. There's so much lore in that game and everything. It's, um, yeah, it's, um, it's been a, it's been a, it's been good, but <laughs> so I oh. really enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the world. I I really liked the characters. Um, playing both Fallen Order and Survivor kind of made me fall more in love with the world of Star Wars. Um, but like Jedi Survivor needed at least half a year longer, if not more, in like bug fixing testing and QA. I I streamed the game for I think it was 32 hours. 33 hours is how long it took me to beat it on stream. 34.8 hours. So 35 hours. And I probably have had 30, maybe 40 crashes to desktop in that time. What? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. It's 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 bad. It's still bad. I did not have the frame rate issues that people had when the game first came out, where like um, after you got off the first planet, um, they had like 15 FPS or anything like that. It ran for me at 144 because that's what my um, uh, monitor is set to uh, because of the capture card. So it ran for me at 144. There were some areas where there were dips, but it wasn't like all that bad. But I've had so many crashes to desktop like holy moly so i was like oh there is a there's a meditation circle let's save because i it's starting to stutter i can feel like there's there's there, there's like a hidden memory leak or something going on i don't know um because certain days it was fine i played for like five hours straight and there was no crashes and then um two days ago i played for one and a half hours and at the end it just kept crashing so i, I like closed it and like ended stream because it was time to end but like it crashed like three times in a row or something it's I don't know what they did. I don't know what they did, but um, yeah, I it's a good game, like story wise, and like um, it feels good to play it because um, you 
you it's a game where they don't retcon you so you don't suddenly lose all the abilities that you got in fallen order rather than like taking stripping them all from you and taking them away they just expand upon it and that feels really 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 good so for example you end fallen order with having like double jump unlocked so in jedi survivor um you still have the double jump but then you get a dash in the air that you can do as like a you know um third thing in the combo which is really really nice so um that feels really really good the world feels really really good the characters are great the art is great um and just everything because th there's so much you can do you can there's so many things to unlock and scan you can hunt bounties um there are side quests that are like they're called rumors so you like talk to somebody in the world and they're like yeah this has been happening over there could you like go check it out and stuff like that like i really really like it it's just like like the game is like a 10 out of 10 for me but then the technical aspect is like a 2 out of 10 which is sorry oh That's god they just you. it's such a pity yeah they just did themselves not a service with this i i don't know i don't know why they felt the need to push it out when they did push it out Maybe they were already aware like of all of the games that are coming out later this year, so they pushed it early rather than delayed by half a year. Um, maybe mm. maybe it has to do with the fact that they're um, apparently making a TV show because it's like it's supposed to be three games in a TV show or something like that, or at least like, there's supposed to be like something in the middle there. So maybe that had to be scheduled. I don't know. I don't know why, um, but it's such a pity. It is such a pity that they felt the need to do that because... The game itself is great and uh yeah i i really thoroughly enjoyed my time with it um right now my recommendation is don't buy jedi survivor get fallen order if you haven't yet jedi, star wars jedi fallen order play through that because you can get that dirt cheap the steam sale starting like started by the time you listen to this you can probably get it dirt cheap for like 70 80 percent off um wait on jedi, jedi survivor until that's at least 50 percent off because yeah they've still been patching it like there was just a patch like a couple of weeks ago but as i said like 30 to 40 crashes to desktop it's yeah it's frustrating if especially if you forget to save because there's no quick save right so you have to go to a meditation circle to save um because it is you can play these games like dark souls if you play on the hardest difficulty so where meditation circles are basically bonfires and then if you rest to replenish your heals all the enemies respawn and stuff like that but you can also just activate the the, the bonfire or use it real quick to save so to speak um yeah if you progress and then it crashes to desktop you obviously lose all your progress to that has happened since you last saved so um yeah save yourself that that frustration for now and wait um but yeah I think it's impressive that you actually finished it with those troubles. Well, it, yeah, it's because I, I enjoyed. It's gotten frustrating. Same. I would have yeah. just not finished. I enjoyed the game, though. It does I, speak mm. for the game and the story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. to be fair, what I did was like I I just saved all the time. Whenever there was a meditation circle, mm. I saved, so we didn't lose too much. But yeah, that was yeah. So it's unfortunate that they that they did this to themselves. And um, the rating on the Steam store page is definitely warranted. Um, so yeah, get full in order, wait on Survivor, and hope that they can fix it and then buy it on sale in like, I don't know, a year or something. <laughs> um, but last 
but not least, because uh, we've been rambling for a while, hot damn, uh, Drongo. Uh, I played this as well, yeah. but tell me about your experience with the demo for Lunar Abyss. Yeah, so Lunar Abyss is a first-person uh, bullet hell sort of like Doom-style action game, and it's set in a really creepy sci-fi universe, and it uh is very characterful like it's made by a smaller team um but they have really nailed the overall feel and aesthetic of the game like it's it's very kind of like dingy and it uses the environment like the environment and the level design uses space and lighting at least in the demo very very effectively to um you know give a sense of scale and then give these like really claustrophobic sort of little environments and you know the gunplay is i wouldn't say it's anything like mind-blowing but it is enjoyable and uh it does have like a, a satisfactory um you know uh, it, it's de there's definitely nothing about it that i would say is bad or anything like that it's just you know pretty good pretty fun and um yeah it was just a it was a good time i really liked the voice acting as well the voice acting that i got to experience was quite nice and quite fun and the overall universe and aesthetic that they've gone for is really like just unsettling it's just it, and they've done a really nice job of portraying it so mm. yeah i i enjoyed it yeah same actually like it's not something i would have normally picked up but um uh uh, a community member, a friend of mine, um, approached me because they work on that team there, their community manager, and um, they were like, hey, you want to play this? And I, it's like, as you said, like the depth of the maps together with like the somewhat, almost like brutalist style architecture and the use of color and the absence of color. Because mm. the, yes. the, the only colors really in the game are white, gray, well, a white and black and then scales of gray and then red that's it yes and the use of color and everything is just so nice and then the one thing that's blue is when you get to healing points because um at its essence there is there is uh, a lot of like 3d traversal and like moving through the maps but then you get to these points in the game where it's like a um basically a 3d bullet hell that you have to survive mm -hmm. and, and kill the enemies and then um yeah it's just yeah the art is like the art and the voice acting is what really really impressed me and uh, yeah. actually left me wanting to play more when i when i hit the end of the demo i was like you can't leave this here this is rude how dare you yeah. <laughs> That yeah, sounds good. It, I, I felt the same at the end. I was like, okay, I, I am actually curious. And I, I yep. do think that they did a really nice job in the actual demo itself, kind of giving a little taster mm. of the universe, but still leaving me feeling like, okay, I have questions. Like, I, I don't have understand so many how questions. this works. And uh, it, it feels like quite a unique story. Like, mm. I don't know that for sure because we've only had a little taster, but it feels like something that's unique and something that I want to find out more about. Yeah, because there's like, there's like, because this is, it's not, it, it takes place on a moon. I'm pretty sure it's not actually the moon moon. I think we're somewhere in space above mm. a different planet. But then there's also like yes. a religious aspect, aspect that they bring in there. It's almost cult-like and I don't know. Yes. It's, hmm. 
definitely really intriguing. So, uh, yeah. 100%. I'm glad I played that a lot as well. Uh, I played it as well, yeah. All right. We have, we have made it through the games. We did it. <laughs> now, uh, we'll be right back after the short break. And we've got some news to talk about. So we'll do that. We'll just talk to you in a bit. And you've made it to the last segment of this uh, podcast, this podcast episode. There we go. Episode 76. And it's time to talk about the news. And there's actually um, a lot. There's been a lot of stuff going on um, this week. So we, we had picked a few things here and there. And um, the first thing is that um, Among Us, the Among Us phenomenon, phenomenon grow, continues to grow. And uh, Among Us is apparently getting an animated series. Uh, it is in the works at CBS Studios. Um, so it's CBS and uh, Inasloth working together to develop the series. Uh, Inasloth obviously being the developers behind Among Us. And um, it uh, it's being actually uh, uh, animated by uh, the studio called Titmouse, <laughs> who also made Star Trek Lower Decks, for example, which I personally really, really, really enjoy. Um, so I'm not really an Among Us player, but like that actually in interests me or intrigues me a lot because I really like their animation style. Um, then, yeah, they're working on it. Um, they don't have uh, an actual network or streaming service yet where it's going to be shown. It is also... Um, being currently worked on is not affected by the writer's strike because um, it's a different, different, um, basically union. It's not WGA, it's the Animation Guild. So they're not on strike, WGA is on strike, so they're not being affected. Um, and yeah, so we don't, we don't have, we don't have a release date yet or anything like that. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, as I said, I'm not an Among Us player, but you know what? Heckin' good on them. Like, hot damn, though. <laughs> they're like they're like this tiny indie studios, and now they're, they're blowing up, and they're getting a freaking animated series, and it's like a super popular game, and they've, like, expanded massively, and I'm like, you know what? Good on them. This is awesome for them. I'm happy. I don't know if I'll watch it. Depends. One, one, because they, they, this could go in several different <laughs> ways, right? Like, Maybe, maybe like yeah. one season covers just like because because ultimately they could make it like a comedy or they could make it like the serious you know there's a saboteur and a spaceship a spaceship going like sort of like a horror-y type thing they could also make it a horror comedy so I don't know like which way they're going but going by the fact that it's like the people who made Star Trek Lower Decks or at least animated it because they didn't write the story so it depends on like where the writing goes I think. If it's like dark yeah. horror comedy, I think then I might watch it actually because I think that could be really really good. But I don't know; it's it's good for them. Um, I don't think. Cool. Sorry. No, I was I was literally gonna just ask you because I don't think either of you are also Among Us players, right? So no, I never played. Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, that another... I've I've played quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Oh, you did. Today yeah. I learned. Uh, not on stream, oh. but I have played quite a bit of it. <sighs> Streamer enjoying a game off stream? What's that? <gasps> mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. In this economy? Are you joking? 
was gonna say, I think it's really cool that another video game is getting a show. Mm. I like that a lot. I'll probably put it on my watch list and never watch it though. Because <laughs> recently a lot of video games got shows, especially mm. on Netflix. Yep, true. And I want to yeah. watch them all and I put them all on my watch list, but I don't. Mm. <laughs> yeah. One day. One day, yeah. One day. Yeah. One day. One day. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right that, yeah no that's good for them um not so good is our next news though unfortunately yeah uh, the cycle frontier is shutting down which is which is kind of sad for the people who play it i don't but i know of it because a friend of mine uh, likes it a lot and it's actually his favorite game um I'm just opening a Steam page now because I actually don't know anything about the game. I think it's a shooter, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it a, is a first-person shooter. There we go. Yeah, it's a it's a free-to-play uh, PvPVE extraction shooter. So it's, it's basically, if you want to break it down, Space Tarkov. Right. Thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> it released only last year, so the 8th of June, 2022. So it's not that old. Um, but the reason they're shutting down is because it's not viable anymore, financially viable. So... That's sad. Servers are going to shut down on September 27th this year. Um, but they're doing this in a way... So they just announced this uh, yesterday, actually. And they're doing this in an okay way, I guess. So if you purchased anything um, after June 14th, you can get a refund. Um, In-game in shop items are now super, super cheap, like 95% off at least, they say. Um, there's a free premium Fortuna pass discount at level skips right now. So if you still want to play, you can. Um, but yeah, if you purchase something already and now the game's shutting down, you can get a refund. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's always sad when a game shuts down because that happens with online games, right? Eventually, they're just going to shut down. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad if it if um, it also sh like they shut down prematurely. Because, like, a year is not a lot. Obviously, this game no. was planned to be around for much no. longer. Yeah. Um, but They did yeah. say that they had successful beta phases and a very mm. successful launch, but interest just dwindled, and now it's not viable anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a really tough, um, really tough and really competitive landscape in those sorts of uh, genres, especially if you're doing, a, like, a, a free-to-play mm. offering and... Mm -hmm there's not some way of consistently drawing players back on a very regular basis like i think it can be really really tough like you, you're gonna be out for it for sure yeah because yeah. like this is me talking like as a as a person who's played both tarkov and cycle frontier actually i played in the beta a little bit um didn't really mm -hmm. play it after launch i played i played just during the betas um because obviously being free to play, the way the monetization worked was like cosmetics and stuff like that. So that can work in games where you can actually see those for longer. I don't know. It feels like in 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 Cycle Frontier, there are yes, there is there is a little bit close, like close quarter combat, but not that much. At least for me personally, most of the combat that happened in Cycle Frontier was like mid or long range type stuff because i don't know like the, the buildings just weren't as extensive as in tarkov 
and they weren't as good as the loot spots as in Tarkov. Like, like everybody that, that watches Tarkov or plays Tarkov knows, like, you know, each map has their places, right? Dorms and, like, that sort of stuff. Like, they have all of those places where you go, there's loot, but there's also other players and, and NPCs and 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 you 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 know you always know that going in there is risky but it can be really rewarding if you're lucky i never felt like cycle frontier had that for me and um yeah most of the most of the time in cycle frontier the way people play it was just kind of try to avoid each other and like moving around each other rather than all heading to to those specific spots and like getting yeah. into fights over them because I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe maybe it was the quest progression where you had to go and do specific things, but they were always more like in areas rather than in Tarkov, where it's like, okay, you need to go to this bus uh, or to this truck and use this key and unlock this box and get the stuff from it and then extract and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why the Circle Frontier didn't draw people in or kept them playing but yeah I, I it didn't do that for me either so yeah don't know i, I yeah. but i don't i can't put my finger on quite on why that happened i think it's very interesting like the comparison like because i've played quite a bit of tarkov and mm -hmm. i think it is interesting like the difference in the approach to monetization between the two games because of course tarkov is a uh, an upfront purchase game and then they have their wipe cycle and mm. i think generally speaking like most people that i know who play tarkov frequently will pretty much go back and go and pick up tarkov again at each wipe so it keeps bringing people mm. back in and and keep keep enjoying it but you still already monetize that audience right like you've you've gotten the the money from it and it is also very popular and yeah i just wonder if there's just a, a lack of commitment and a lack of incentive for people to come back if they haven't actually purchased the game and also yeah what you're talking about obviously i haven't played cycle so i'm not familiar with how they they've brought uh about their quests and stuff but that is something that tarkov i think does very well is it creates these extremely memorable moments by the way it very cleverly brings together players into confrontations and uh, you know, those confrontations inevitably breed excitement and uh, enjoyment and, you know, really, really memorable moments that will stick with you after the after the fact by the way those missions and objectives are given to the player to keep them keep them going back in and keep them on the on the treadmill, so to say. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. It's another Tarkov-like game that unfortunately didn't really... Uh take off or keep going but yeah hopefully the next project will pan out better because they did mm -hmm. say they're gonna work and focus on different things now so at least at least this doesn't mean that their studio is shutting down and people are out of jobs or anything like that so that's good um yeah yeah that is good news yeah not so good news question mark is uh the next article though when you've got well for people that might have, well, that pe for people that may have a GP, uh, a NVIDIA GPU, 
Tell us why. Yeah, which is me. Yeah, and, me. Uh, it's also for a Not game me. that I'm really looking forward to, which was Starfield. So they've just announced the other day that they have done a deal with AMD um, to have them exclusively supported for FS- FSR, uh, which is like their intelligence um, onboard resolution quality improver or something i'm not super technical so um i i've only learned what i Mm. had my chat explain to me what dlss or deep learning super sampling (laughs) uh it was the other day you know (laughs) so uh this is all fairly new to me and admittedly i don't know if this will necessarily apply to me because i don't have a really high resolution monitor and i don't play like things in 4k and stuff Mm. Uh, so it might it possibly won't affect me anyway but uh, it is, you know, significant to a lot of people out there, and there is a, a bit of a rumbling out there. And what this exclusivity um, does is basically it locks out or discludes um, a bunch of the market who don't have AMD supported hardware. And um, whilst that hasn't been specifically clarified in this announcement, it is generally what has been the case in the past. So there is still a chance that they will come out later on and say, yeah, it's actually not exclusive and you know, the, we'll, we will have DLSS uh, or NVIDIA's version of AMD's uh, FSR um, you know, stuff. You know, it, it might not be the end of the world, but it's certainly not a... Uh, you know, a positive move in, in a lot of people's books. And, you know, I think there's some people out there that if it is exclusive, that will be rightfully a bit disappointed, I would say. Yeah, yeah, because, like, this just kind of plays into the whole thing where where everybody is, like, really excited for Starfield, but also, like, super cautious. Because mm-hmm. people are like, okay, we're getting all these promises... But it's Bethesda, and like Bethesda's not been doing so hot, you know, for what seventy six and all that sort of stuff. So, and obviously all the other super buggy launches and stuff like that. So, um, this is just another like I don't want to say nail in the coffin, but it's another one of those red flags that pops up where people are like, ah, okay. Mm. It's it's definitely yeah. not a popular choice, and yeah. generally speaking, from what I understand, the uh, DLSS or NVIDIA's offering for this same technology is considered to be uh, vastly superior. So this seems yeah. to be a uh, an indictment on Bethesda in terms of maybe they're you know more uh, motivated by the monetization that this deal brings rather than being consumer focused, which is yeah. you know obviously not going to make consumers happy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it seems that way because why else would they do that? Mm. Yeah, well, that's it, the question, right? It's that's supposed the to be about question. the money. Yeah, don't Does know. Does I say yeah, that absolutely. most gamers have an NVIDIA GPU? Yeah, and still definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. If they want people to play their game, they, they should make sure the majority of players can actually play it on higher resolution <laughs> as well. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I Yeah, it's it just makes me more cautious but it's definitely a red flag yeah mm-hmm. yeah but I, i'm still i'm still excited for hype for starfield i'm not hyped i ha- yeah. don't have it pre-ordered i want to i want this on record i don't have it pre-ordered but 
I want it to be so good. Mm. I I just have the hopes that it's good. Please just be really good and fun. Because you have an AMD card. I do have an AMD card. Yeah. <laughs> so so I would be able to take advantage of it. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah. Uh, don't know. Don't know. It's 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 also like um just to like talk about this again. It's a very important launch because it's the first Bethesda game that's coming out under the umbrella of like the Microsoft acquisition and and people mm. obviously kind of hope as well that it's like less of a Bethesda release less buggy less glitchy less broken and um yeah don't know <sighs> yeah i mean i i, I think as long <laughs> as there's nothing game breaking at launch i think they'll be fine that would yeah. be great yeah i think it's i think there's always a element of very real unrealistic ex- expectations from a lot of people out there when it comes to bethesda games because they are just so incredibly large in scope and the amount of different variables and stuff i don't think it's realistic to expect a bug-free game no definitely uh, as not. with any game um and it, but especially a bethesda <laughs> game that is like open world has you know thousands of different components you know all working together and uh you know i i think as long as it's not broken like outright broken at launch um like some games have been uh one that comes to mind for me personally is cyberpunk i could not play that at launch and i was very disappointed as long as it's it's playable um i personally won't mind if there's the odd bug like that's I, I would expect that going yeah. into like an open world game like this. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Especially an open world game with like a thousand planets and stuff like that. Yeah, like Exactly, yeah. Oh god. There's so much about this game that just sounds so good and if it actually all comes together and works out, it's gonna be amazing. I just hope it is. <laughs> I want it to be <laughs> so badly. Oh god. Oh but anyways. Yeah, so that's that's the Starfield news. And then one last thing. Um, this is this is like tangential to, to gaming in a way. Um because it mostly has to do with, with Reddit. Um so for a very, very, very long time, the official Minecraft subreddit was a, a way for developers and um players, community members to interact. Um it has like seven million subscribers and um basically because of all the crap that's going on at reddit so um you know shutting down third-party api uh lots of subreddits protesting by either like locking them or marking them as nsfw which means you can then uh, reddit doesn't run ads on them um and then reddit like firing back at that harassing moderators and stuff like that um basically means that the developers so mojang are pulling out out of the minecraft subreddit so there is a yeah um the minecraft community is losing a very 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 big like interaction tool um because of corporate shenanigans let's call it that way which kind of sucks because it's always cool when when you know you have a way to talk to the devs and give like feedback and, and and share excitement and that sort of stuff so yeah that that really sucks um for the minecraft community as a whole i think and like just makes reddit just a little bit less of um 
of a place of happening. But then that's that's yeah. People are be decrying that anyways. That that with the new changes and everything, Reddit probably will be dead sooner rather than later, which really sucks. So, it's a yeah. shame to lose like a, a channel for interaction with a developer like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Also, I had no clue that stuff was actually going on on Reddit. Oh yeah, very much so. It's... And then I'm not really on oh, Reddit. Oh yeah, it's been. A... I'm not a Redditor, but I have heard about okay. all the shenanigans going on, the, the Reddit mm. blackout and everything like that. It's wow. been a, a pretty big deal in the online space over the past uh, few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe maybe Reddit will be gone as well soon. Yeah, basically what they're doing is they're, sh they're, they're um, kind of shutting down third-party API access. Mm -hmm. So no more uh, non-first-party like Reddit apps because the first-party Reddit app is terrible. So everybody uses other ones and they're, you know, all of those will not work anymore. A lot of bots will not work anymore and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's just really, see. yeah, it's just, it's just kind of ruining the entire website, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that sucks. Um, we'll see what the next big thing is. We'll see. Like for interaction, we'll see. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. But anyways um that just about wraps up this episode of the halcyon frequency podcast you've made it to the end thank you all so much for listening thank you kiri and drongo for being here with me um drongo where can people find you on the internet thank you for having me uh if people want to find me you can find me over on twitch as bloody drongo all one word and if you want to find me over on Twitter, you can do so under the handle at the Bloody Drongo. Awesome. And Kiri, where can we find you? Thank you for hosting this with you. I'm Kiri. You can find me on Twitch and YouTube and most social media. Easiest way is 2dkiri.com and there are all the links. Perfect. And I have been your host for this episode, FG Squared, not just FG, um, I'm also everywhere on the internet. Best to find me is just also heading to fgsquared.tv, which has links to all of the important shenanigans. Also, uh, Kiri and I will be at TwitchCon EU, uh, where you're listening to this next week. So if you're there, we're there too. Come say hello. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And until then, don't change that dial. This is Halcyon Frequency signing off. <laughs>